listening to the cycle on J360 Radio. With your hosts, Dev and Al. Jay has entered the cycle. Hello and good evening, J360 Legion. Welcome to the Cyclone here on J360 Radio. We have a lot to discuss today. I know the boys are ready to get started regarding the Clippers and what's going on with the NBA playoffs right now. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and cover that. I'm going to go and slide the mic over to Alan and Dev. Take it away, boys. All right, so what are we going to touch on? The Clippers first? Yeah, Clippers first. All right, All right thoughts, on the, thoughts on the series? Um. Okay, there's a lot of things that happened in the series, but it's the same result of the Clippers. Always something... I, I'm starting to think the Clippers are cursed. It's just one thing after another. It's like, blow the team up. Like, for real. Just Trey Blake Griffin, keep Chris Paul, and build a team around them. I will actually make a case of tanking. You lost to the Utah Jazz. That's pretty bad. I'm not saying that they're terrible, but Gordon Hayward is the only really bright guy on that team. Clippers, you blew it really bad again. And it's like, it's always some bad luck circumstance. And Griffin is hurt a lot. It's time to trade him for something. Anyways, you, you continue, Dev. Okay. My thoughts on the series is that the fact that it went to a Game 7, I knew the Clippers were going to lose. Because in deciding Game 7, they haven't necessarily always shown up. They've always been that team that collapsed at the wrong time, injuries at the wrong time. Just last year, Chris Paul has a hamstring injury. Blake Griffin gets injured again. They, they're out of the first round. And this is just another case where Doc Rivers, the GM, fails Doc Rivers, the coach. Doc Rivers, the coach, gets the most out of his players. I can't argue with that. And it's unfortunate that he gets those injuries around, you know, the playoff time again. I felt like he maybe need to take a page out of, you know, LeBron's book or Greg Popovich's book and, you know, rest guys who need to be rested. So come playoff time, they're not injured and worn out. But as a GM, Doc Rivers is terrible. It's just face to facts. And at this point, they need to fire him as the GM, keep him as a coach, so Doc Rivers, the coach, isn't failed by his former GM self ever again and I hope nobody ever gives him that type of power again because honestly he doesn't do good in that type of position and you know get a new regime in there I like trading Blake Griffin but I also feel like they missed out on the prime opportunity to trade him a few seasons ago before these back-to-back injuries come playoff time where teams are maybe a little scared to take him they're like oh man I don't want to they don't want damaged goods at this point but I said all that to say this, that series-wise, the Clippers are just missing depth. Like enough, well, they had the star power. They're missing the bench players, and they're pairing guys like Austin Rivers, who wouldn't be a quality starter on any other good team, to like help fill in roles that they can't do it. Outside of Jamal Crawford, the team doesn't really have anybody. I actually want to say something ridiculous. Go ahead. Um, would you be okay of firing Doc Rose, not only as a GM, but the coach? You know what this is reminding me ridiculously of? What? Chip Kelly. Hmm. From the Eagles. The Eagles' reign. Does it not remind you of that? Yes, but no. See, when Doc inherited that team, he didn't have a lot of those pieces. He did? It's not like they... Well, he... Listen, he kept the stars intact. I, w- I will give him that. But you got to think, basketball and football are a little too different. Chip Kelly got a whole new regime. Like, he, he traded away all the good players. It wouldn't. It may be not as drastic as Chip Kelly, but it's definitely to that magnitude where I can see 
that does make sense. But the only thing I think Doc has working with him is that championship pedigree from Boston in that 2008 run. And How long ago was he a head coach of Boston? Oh, man, it's been years. And he, he pretty much got out of Boston and went to L.A. right after. And mind you, it was cool, but to let him become the GM, I think, was the uh, Clippers' biggest mistake. And they shouldn't have given him that power. And because of that, I think that kind of led to their own downfall to be overwhelmingly underachieving with a high payroll and uh, quote-unquote top team in the West. But they're always out exiting in the first round. Well, here's my here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna be brutally honest again. Um, okay, actually, you're right. It's not Chip Kelly necessarily, but as I said earlier when I was talking to you guys it, off air, it was Mike Holmgren syndrome. Like pretty much, you give him all the power. He doesn't know what to do with that. He's a decent coach. He doesn't know how to align like the players and get everything going together. He doesn't know depth. Because I remember when Mike Holmgren became GM for Seattle. Yeah, he got to the playoffs. He made it to the Super Bowl. He couldn't win it. And then the team got worse and worse. And this year, like, yeah. Does it not remind you of that? It does, but the Clippers never even made it to a Western Conference Finals. They've got to a second round at best. And the year they were supposed to get to the Western Conference Finals when they beat the Spurs in seven games, the tough seven-game series, by the way, in the first round, they lost to, what, Houston, I believe? In the second round? Yeah. They had a whole meltdown against Houston. Nobody knows why. Well, in their defense, like, I think I know that year. Was that the year with the owner and all that controversy? I think so, but still, you can't blame it on that. To have a complete meltdown in the team. No, it's like, it's every year. It's like every year it's an excuse. Just blow, in my opinion, blow it all up. Well, you have to. At this point, you have to. You can't. There's no more excuses you can't make. Oh, the owners one year. Uh, CP3's injured this year. Blake's injured again. What is this? Six years now? These yeah, guys look like, like a well-oiled machine in November. Like I, they looked I, good I, in November. I was like, oh, the Clippers actually look good this year. But the league slowly caught up with them, and then they're back where they started, square one. This is my opinion. Excuses, excuses, injuries. This is my opinion. If they keep this team together without doing anything significant, this team will win maybe 35 games. I won't say that. No, I've seen this. I've seen it in Milwaukee. With both the Brewers, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, and the Bucks. If you want to keep this together again, they know they're not going to win. They know it. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's let's not say that. Most teams don't try to blow it up, and here's why. Sometimes you're one slip away or one injury, like, you know, Kevin Durant goes down, Steph Curry goes down at the wrong time, or, you know, enough turmoil, or you're able to get inside a certain guy's head at the right time and able in order to win a series. Sometimes it takes a Steph Curry slipping on a wet spot on the floor. It takes a Kevin Durant knee injury getting hit by his own teammate, or, you know, a random behind act from Draymond Green for you to win a series. There's some luck played into this. And the Clippers could be keep trying to roll the dice, thinking that, you know, they'll get the matchups that they need now. Honestly, the best way for the Clippers to get the matchup they need is if they get Portland in the first round and be able to beat them. And second round, they get, say, Memphis, and they get San Antonio in the third round. That is their best bet to get to the finals. All those matchups have to fall in line. You get Here's Portland the thing. in the first, Memphis in the second, and San Antonio in the third. Here's the thing. 
to be honest with you, I like I like the Clippers coach. I like him. But when you uh, change coaches, it changes everything. And right now, they haven't gotten it. So, like, think people like Mark Jackson. They got rid of him. They brought in yeah. C for her. They were immediate threats. Well, you got to think about it. Mark Jackson built that team. Steve Kerr took him to the promised land. Now, I think Doc Rivers inherited that team. And listen, Doc Rivers isn't the type of guy to, to build teams. He's not. He's like the type to kind of inherit a team, get him to where they need to go, and, you know, maybe get a couple of championships out of it. He just happens to go to an organization that has been woefully bad with bad luck and plagued with injuries over the years. And because of that, it's going to look terrible. You know what he Doc Rivers reminds me of at this point right now? Tony Dungy from the Apple Scouts. Nah, not at least Tony at least Tony got a Super Bowl out of Peyton. You can't No, say no, no. I'm talking about his Tampa Bay run. Okay. That it, that makes sense. He's not you know, like he's good. He, he's guaranteed to get you to the playoffs every actually, to be honest, let's be honest, it's a Mark Levy situation. He's good enough to get you in the playoffs, but he's not gonna get you over that hump. I'd make a case that maybe it's time for a change even for coaching. Not just coach um not like something needs to be done. Well I mean, think about this. Two years after Mike Holmgren left, after he was a GM and stuff for the Seahawks, uh, they hired Pete Carroll, got him in the playoffs in the first year. All right. Well, maybe it's time for a coaching change. Maybe you're right. It's time for a coaching change. And, and you know, what it, what, at this what point, it, I don't think that roster is going to work because look at it. Like, you can't, you're not going to be able to get much for Blake. And I think and you'll he's get pretty something. Much not not to the max. All right. So who's willing to trade for Blake? Honestly, uh, the Knicks. I would, I would do this. I would trade Blake and maybe someone else, and then get uh, Carmelo there to play with Chris Paul. But I don't. Okay, you get Melo. I don't. But they still need another guy. They need another guy in order to complete that roster out. Maybe Ilyasova. He's probably going to be a free agent. May- maybe. Maybe. Ilya Sova uh, is fantastic. I always think this has been one of the most under-rated um, players in the league. The guy's a hard right. can shoot threes. He's kind of like the Walmart version of Kevin Love. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, all right, I think we talked about enough about the Clippers. All so, right. Anyways, let's move on. Okay. How can the Eastern Conference improve? I think that's the, that's the next one. Well, the Bucks are going to continue to improve. I know that much. Washington needs some more, some more bench players. If they get the bench players Washington they need, I feel like they could be. A, yeah, they get some decent bench because if you have one guy that falls on that team, if you have one guy that falls on that team, then you know, like the whole team starts to fall apart, and the flaws are made like really evident. The Bulls, I, I still stand by this. I thought the Bulls were going to blow things up this season, like. When they trade Derrick Rose, I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, they're obviously like, you know, going to rebuild. But yet you signed a 37 year old Dwayne Wade to be a starter. I didn't understand that one. Did you? Uh, I mean, listen, it's one of those moves where like you're pretty much paying for the name at that point. Yeah, I never really understood that pickup. Did you? Not really. I didn't. I didn't see. I mean. What? Playoff time, yeah, he did help. Um, but long term, I didn't see how he helped. I I liked him in Miami better, to be honest. But Pat Riley, being the GM that he is, needed to like let him go. Um, I I'm actually shocked they didn't trade Jimmy Butler. 
Well, Boston didn't want to give up all their assets for Jimmy Butler just yet. They kind of wanted to ride it out. But they don't really have a star outside of Isaiah Thomas that can kind of compliment him and, you know, get his own shot and still play defense on the other end. Yeah, I understand that. And I completely agree with you. I don't know. The Eastern needs a lot of work right now. Well, it doesn't help that. The problem is the NBA is so hindered because they keep creating these superstar teams right now. Well, you got to think about it. Teams like to go to markets where, you know, they have a big market team. They can get together. Have the Golden well, State team. not a big market team. Golden State? Yeah, no. Well, it's pretty, might as well be at this point. You got all those stars over there. I don't even know how they were able to do that. <laughs> salary cap, man. With the salary cap jumping up like that, they have this, the money and the time to spend. But... All right, so all right, let's go with top five NBA draft bust. And it doesn't have to be in any particular order. Just give me a five. Top five? Yep. Well, obviously, we're going to bring up that one guy, Quali Brown. Oh, yeah, or of course. The- definitely definitely yeah. Quali Brown. Darko Milicic, he's picked right after LeBron in that draft with Wade and Bosh and, and Melo. Oh, my God. Who the fuck was that guy? Jimmer Fredette, whatever his name was? Yeah. Oh, um, remember Adam Morrison. But, no, Jimmer Fredette, like, seriously, I don't get where anybody thought he was going to be good. People were like, he's going to be the next Stephen Curry. No, he wasn't. That's because he was dropping 30 in college, and, and people felt like he was going to be all – and yet he's shooting from, like, deep threes and stuff. And I'm like, ah, I don't see it. I didn't see it. And people thought Adam Morrison was going to be the next Larry Bird. Obviously, that didn't work out. Oh, Tim Thomas. I mean, sorry, not Tim Thomas. Um, what's the same? Uh, Rob, like Tractor Trailer, whatever the heck his name was. Oh, um, Robert Trailer. No, right? Yeah, yeah. Like oh. I remember the Bucks traded for him, and it didn't work out. Um, speaking of that, uh, Anthony Bennett. Where is he yeah. now? Is isn't he playing in another country now? I don't know if he's in another country or he's – I think he was, like, bottom man in Minnesota, so I'm not really sure where he's at. No, now. he plays in another country now, I believe. Oh, wow. He's not even in the league. Yeah, but you see how short-lived that was. Like, that was a terrible draft, but I was even surprised at the number one pick. I was like, what? This guy? Okay, I have to go about the Cavaliers. I have to say something about it. Oh, go ahead. I still think it was a mistake to trade freaking Andrew Wiggins off. Thank you. Somebody agrees with me. I didn't like the trade. I felt like I hated Andrew. it. Andrew Wiggins could have been the guy they needed. Like, think about this. Okay, Kevin Love's going to be good for like two, three years or probably maybe four or five, whatever. Wiggins is going to be good for the next ten. Exactly. And he's young. You know, you guys drafted him. And plus, he is a great defender. You can have him defending the best perimeter player, which gives LeBron a break, which makes the team long. And Kyrie doesn't get exposed as much on defense. And you can have him be ball dominant. And then you can have Wiggins work on different parts of his game, work on his long range, his mid-range, post shots, develop, and be the heir apparent to LeBron when he's done. I know. This guy has it all. Like, he really does. I saw a lot of his stuff in Minnesota. This kid is good. So, I don't know. LeBron is the quote-unquote de facto GM. I, I didn't like the trade. Did Kevin Love have, like, two years or one year left on his uh, deal? Well, he, he, tra- he did it for one year, and then he uh, signed for a max contract. Yeah, so I would have let Kevin Love 
play out and well then again you don't know if teams would have tried to you know let like try well, to play if you're going then. if you're going for a championship i would have kept andrew wiggins regardless yeah right? and if you look at it that that first year andrew wiggins would have been a lot of help to be, uh, go against the warriors that year so i'll be right back yeah you still there the truth though oh yeah man i was here the whole time playing a little bit right, of marvel okay. superheroes i'm kidding <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah, so um, pretty much, man. <sighs> Very interesting regarding the the build of the NBA this this time in the modern day. Yeah. It seems like everybody wants to go ahead and build this whole new Michael Jordan setup, and it's just going wrong for certain teams. I mean, it was lopsided there. At least we got a fighting chance with some of those teams in the East. Yeah, but at this point, if you don't have the right stars, or if you don't have at least three decent stars, you can't really compete in the top of you know the NBA. Well, like that's me. pretty I'm much what it. Fan. I know. Listen, because uh, look at uh, Toronto. Like they're okay in these, but they're literally one more star away from you know actually contending. And you know they can't they can't hold a candle to Cleveland. Let's be honest. Washington has no. the better threat. But they they don't have any depth outside of their starting five. Like, the East really can't compete with LeBron's team right now. And honestly, the West isn't that much better, but at least they have a little more competition. And, you know, teams can kind of do what needs to be done. But that's pretty much the, M- the NBA is great. The NBA is great because um, – Remember, people used to talk about the golden years when, you know, Bird and Magic met up in the finals. They knew what teams were going to the finals. And other teams tried to compete and take their spot. It's pretty much what it is now. You have Houston as a potential threat. San Antonio, which could be a threat, but matchups have to play in their favor. And Marcus Aubridge isn't playing the best. Um, But, you know what I'm saying? You have Golden State, a potential threat with Houston. You have Cleveland. And Washington's the biggest threat in the East, but we all know they're not winning a seven-game series. They can get about two games, six at best. Yeah, depending on um, what injuries mount up and who can actually hold the line down. True. That's why most teams don't – as I said earlier, like most teams don't break up the team because, you know, your injury here away or, you know, something away to where you guys can make a run. Mm-hmm. You know what? We never really did cover like what we what teams we wanted to actually be in the finals, you know. What are your teams oh, that you want to be? Uh, that I, all right, my my personal matchup or who I think is going to be in the finals. Well, let's go with personal, and then we'll go with um, you know facts. Uh, personal matchup in the finals. Uh, I would like to see uh, Houston and um. I'd like to see. Houston and Cleveland, but it's going to be Golden State Cleveland. But I would like to see uh, Houston you, in the finals. Yeah, me too. You know, that's who I got for the West because Lord knows it ain't Utah. Oh, come on, man! They're completely <laughs> out of their class. They're out of their. They're out of their league with this team. Like, I mean, Golden it's hilarious State. though. But but listen, listen. The Clippers once again proved that they are who we thought they were, and yes. they're never really going to get into the Western Conference Finals. They try. I mean, it's been like the fifth. It's the fifth time now. They made history in terms of tries. You know, not to go back on. Yeah, we just failed attempts. Yeah, I mean, but that's called trying. 
Now, with Utah being up there, do you think it will be a bloodbath, or do you think it'll be an actual battle? I mean, never know. Could uh, surprise I think, you. I think Utah is going to get the gentleman sweep. It's going to go five games. Mm-hmm. Utah's going to get one game, and Golden State is just going to run them. They're not going to run them four straight. I'll give Utah at least one game, gentleman sweep, done. Ah, uh, okay. Well... <sighs> I don't know. As much as I'd like to see it, because see, I like to go for underdog teams. You know that. Ever since we started the show, I was always about the underdogs. Yeah, of you course. Know? I, I like Utah too. I'm not gonna lie, I do like Utah, but I know when you're outclassed. Cause their best players, Golden State matches up with them perfectly. Gordon Hayward, Kevin Durant. Who are you gonna take? Obviously, Kevin Durant. Right. So you know, and then. Like I said, the, you know what I mean, their best position players are like Golden State has that plus more. They do. They they really do. So like I said, great guys, great. Everybody plays their role perfectly. Nobody plays outside. You know, deviates from the game plan. But like they've met their match. Like if they were, they would have a better shot if they were playing San Antonio. Honestly. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. By the way, I love seeing the Rockets actually dominating the Spurs right now. I'm loving that. But hold on. It's nice, but I wouldn't count the Spurs out just yet. Well, no, no. I mean, we got more game time, but the thing is, I think James Harden and company are going to take their spot. So if even if Utah fails, that is going to be an all-out battle between the Warriors and... You know, oh, that's gonna Rockets. be a great matchup. That okay, thing's gonna be back. I am best. sorry, my tea was uh, my tea was done. Uh, no problem. That's cool. We were talking about the potential matchups um, for like well, our personal picks for the finals, and then our professional picks for the finals. Ah, my personal. And right now, yeah, well, yeah. Go ahead and talk your personal pick, oh. No, no, I'll let you continue. Okay, well, well, we were talking about the eventual bloodbath between the Houston Rockets and the Warriors. The Rockets won game one. There's no doubt. But I still think the... I think it's going to be Spurs and Warriors for the final. If if LaMarcus Aubridge can get it together. He's the key factor. He's the one thing the Spurs have that the Rockets cannot deal with. Kawhi Leonard is a beast, though. Yeah, but uh, think about it. Kawhi can only do so much. He can only do so Parker, much. And like, Tony he's Parker washed. has better yes. experience as well. Okay, but he's washed, man. Let's, just, let's, be, let's face I, the fact. I don't think Tony washed. Parker's washed. I don't think I know. He's washed. He's done. Put a fork in him. He, he's roasted. He's <laughs> so you pretty much think he's kind of like how everybody thinks of Dwayne Wade right now. Exactly. No, I don't think that. Um, um, if the Rockets get past and it is the Warriors and uh, the Rockets, you know, it's weird. I would probably pick the Rockets to go to the finals. That, see, you're with the, me then. The Rockets are so red hot. They're good. And James Harden is playing on a whole nother level. I mean, he could give LeBron a run for his money. Uh, you guys want to know my personal pick? Yeah, go ahead. I actually, now, considering I'm a Sixers fan and I always have to represent the East, I have to roll with the East, no matter what. 
Uh, it's not actually. It's not the Celtics this time. It's actually. I want to see Washington versus the Rockets. I really do. Rockets. That would be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. Until somebody on Washington gets injured. Yeah, that's the only problem. I don't know. I stand by this with Washington. They have a great team, but they have to step up against this Boston. That's why I actually told Jay just before the show, they have to win tonight. They have to. Like if they if they had any chance, they have to win tonight. Uh, Deb, do you agree with that? Oh, of course. It's game two, and you have to make a statement. And if you don't make a statement here and you go down 0-2, I don't see them coming out. I see either a sweep or five games. Like, if you don't even the series here, I don't see you guys coming out on top. Exactly. Um, but, no, at the, if, if it's the Rockets and um, – if it is the Rockets and – it's probably going to be the Cavs, let's be honest. But well, the Cavs you know, have such a – the Cats have such a freaking horrible defense. I could actually see the Raptors. They could shockingly surprise them. But unfortunately, their offense went cold because they don't have any legit three-point shooters other than Middleton, who was coming off an injury. I, I don't know. Dad, what's your, what's your take on this, bro? Oh, wait, the series? Yeah. No, like, did, did you think uh, the Bucks or the Raptors had a better chance of taking on the Cavs? No. Um, Raptors, listen, we, we know what the Raptors are. They're not good enough to beat the Cavs. It's, it's painfully obvious, especially when you get beat that soundly. The Bucks, younger team, they had, I feel like the Bucks would have the better chance because we know what the potential of Toronto is, and you can't trust the backcourt of DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry, especially Kyle Lowry, especially with his erratic shooting. Hmm. All right. Jay, what, Jay, what's your take? Regarding uh, regarding this, so far yeah, I think uh, so far I think the Cavs got this dominated right here. Yeah, I, I am sorry. I to mean, any I mean, with or without the decent, with or without the defense, but definitely the Cavs have got this on lock. That's why I'm looking, really looking towards the Boston Washington game right now because I'm I, I'm not paying attention to that other one. You see what I'm saying? So, what do you think of the Cavs in Toronto situation, man? Like, okay. who, what do you think is gonna win? So we're going. I'm going gentlemen sweep five games. You get one at Toronto. You get one at home. That's it. I I agree completely. It, like Toronto's gonna like squeak one, and in, in Toronto, but then after that one win, Toronto's gonna completely dominate. I think game three is gonna be the game that Toronto wins to prove something, but then the Cavaliers will win the next two games and the series is over. Nah, I'm, I'm saying four. The, I'll give Toronto game four, though, the 0-3, win one, and then they'll no, lose I, back. No, they'll win one. game three. I, I think they'll win well, game Well, I'll give them game four. They'll win game four, they'll lose game three. Well, either I way, it depends on how much LeBron needs to rest. <laughs> well, look, we've as I'm, not, I'm never LeBron letting that go. By obviously, the way. <laughs> listen, joke. listen, listen. The guy knows when to turn it on. He knows when to make a statement, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm here to to is actually needed." I guess that's what he's doing. He's not like he's Bray Wyatt and just randomly appears and loses every game, you know. <laughs> Uh, well, I hope not. Very I true. mean, that would be something if the Toronto Raptors actually managed to beat the Cavs. 
If and Toronto they'd... beats the Cavs, I will literally eat, like, uh, I will buy a Toronto Raptors shirt, and I will eat it live on camera. Like, oh, God. Like, for I mean, real. That, that no... would be an upset to everything, wouldn't it? It would just, like, blow all of us away. We'd be like, damn, this kind of, you know, invalids both of the episodes we've made. There well, is at no that, way. At that there point, is no way Toronto's going past Cleveland. There's no way. No, they're not, but if some magic happened and they actually did LeBron would really have to eat his words and like mm-hmm. that and all that press is going to blow up in his face I don't think Believe Angels in the outfield is going to help him now nah definitely not not even the six man yeah I don't <laughs> think like there's going to be some kid in a bunk bed praying oh if if Cleveland went to Eastern Conference Champions if his father will come home I don't think that's going to happen <laughs> I don't think he's gonna find Michael Jordan's old sneakers, lace them up, and play like Mike either. So, yeah. oh my God, like Mike! I never watched that one though. What? You know, I, I, I like how you guys all referenced all of those movies. movies. Oh, you got you gotta you gotta go off the list, man. I mean, Dude, I, mean, I want to watch like Mike now. God damn, God darn it! You know, so, I have to I watch. This. Really... I want I, I I feel like I need to watch Hoosiers. I don't know wow. why. You know, hey, guess what? I got a copy no, of Airbud. No, we have to watch Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg when she was the coach oh, of New York Knicks. Yeah. Maybe Whoopi might oh. help, you know, might help him out and help, you know. She knew what to do. She actually, like, that, that is the weirdest movie. She knew basic fundamentals of basketball, which shocked me. <laughs> which was a, which makes for an interesting movie. True. Yeah, but you know what, though? We kind of we kind of dragged this one out. But as we should, it's our show. But moving forward, guys, I would say, like, it still really depends on Boston and Washington right here because we know that other game's a wash. Now, as for, I, um, what's up? I just, I, I just, I don't know what it is with uh, Washington. There's something, they're missing something. I don't know what it is. Both teams are missing something. They well, are. We, well, they're not going to find it in the draft. And they have to get it. They have to address it this offseason. But this and draft the is got so loaded. But we this all know Washington is not going to get a pick. All right, let's, all right, let's go over the, the, uh, the draft order because we all know Washington is not going to get a high draft pick. Right. Celtics will. <laughs> well, that's because <laughs> Danny Ainge. Thank you, dude. Thank you, Brooklyn. <laughs> right? True. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. god. <laughs> Brooklyn are freaking morons, man. I get up when you did... gave up three future round draft picks to go all in for a, a like over the hill Paul Pierce, over the hill Kevin Carnett, over the hill Ray Allen, and over the hill Jason Terry. The, and then they, they traded want. Jason Terry. <laughs> Which I can't make fun of Jason Terry because he's on the Bucks, but I mean that's what they want. They want to go ahead and do this. Maybe there's a plan. There maybe there's method to this madness. But I would never go for it if I had a franchise like that. Yeah, and think about now. Think about this now. Brooklyn is pro- they're probably going to be like the number two or three pick, right? Maybe potentially right. the first. That's boss's pick. <laughs> oh god. How about you, Dev? You got anything to chime in on that? Yeah, um honestly, Washington's gonna pick in the lower half, they're not in the lottery. Um 
shout out to Boston for like robbing Brooklyn blind for sending washed players and capitalizing on a draft. Like, if that's not the definition of lucking up on a future round draft pick, I don't know what is. I don't like. I don't know if this man was looking into the future and seeing the talent pool that was coming, or he was just like, "Hey, why not? We get a first round draft pick out of it. We get rid of the big three and we get to start over." And he's kept the team relatively competitive. Now I will say this is a loaded draft, but again, most teams that do pick in the draft don't get that transcendent player. It always goes to a bad team. There's not too many times where a good team gets the next big star, and you know they. Elevate. It's always those teams on the rise. Now, Washington could be that team, depending on where they, you know, pick or if they have enough leverage to get in the draft to get the guy they want. Other than that, I feel like they should find find some guys in free agency and try to knock off the Cavs if possible. But I don't see it happening anytime soon. Well, the Cavs mm-hmm. can't play defense. That's the problem. No, they choose to play defense when they want to. That's the problem. They showed they can play defense last night. And in that oh, yeah. and in that game that's coming up, they but they, they don't didn't. Have to. They didn't. They gave up over a hundred points to the Toronto Raptors. True, but they played defense. Well, they, they played the best defense they played in the last two months. To be honest, mm-hmm. like to be honest, like those Pacer games, all those games should have been blowouts. Well, they kept them in the game. They they why, kept why did they do that? Stop doing that. Stop trolling the Indiana fans, thinking that they have hope. God damn it. (laughs) Well, uh, (laughs) that's debatable considering. (laughs) I think I might go back and actually watch those for fun. Yes. No, no. It's it's, it's torturing because I'm like, because I can't stand watching Jeff T get torched on pick and rolls all night. Like, it's annoying. It's so annoying. I can't, I can't stand it. Jeff T gets not the answer at point guard. Let the guy go. I get to see the Cavs being like, yeah, that's cute. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, okay. Okay, here here we are now. <laughs> it's Just like, nothing but non- nonstop I, trolling. Yeah, that's how I felt the Cavalier and Pacers. It, it was trolling. Like, all of a sudden LeBron goes, oh, wait, you guys are... Okay, let me show you how talent, more talented we are. And he just decimated them. And that's then, because so. he knows he can and they can't stop him going to the basket. Paul George tries. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say he honestly tries, but he can't stop LeBron. God he doesn't even have enough help to even bother the guy's shot, much less stop him from going to the basket. Can you imagine right. Paul George like on a team like right now, like on the Clippers? That'd be a game changer. He is a game changer. He just has to get out of Indiana, which I don't see happening. Indiana is so Not bad. Not soon. Why do you? I, I, now I know why Larry Bird quit because the Pacers literally want to get rid of Paul George. Right. Yeah, you know what? Good luck. It, why but the heck what, did they sign? Why did they sign Lance Stevenson to a three-year deal? It seemed like a good idea at the time. No, it wasn't. Though, though, though none of us saw this as a good idea, but to them, Doesn't it is a good idea. Everybody think it's a good idea. He's a system yeah. player. We, we we talked about this last time. He works great in that system, and that's where he flourishes. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. I don't well, know. Anyways, you know, we have to talk about the NFL hey, draft, though. Yeah, we got to get yeah. to the NFL draft. And with that said, guys, I'm going to go back and handle something else for another show so you guys cover this, all right? All right, guys. So thoughts on the NFL draft because – 
I personally don't like what the Bears have done. They look desperate. They look like they're trying to find something to save whoever's job is the GM and head coach. Terrible trade. You don't give that many picks to move up one spot to get a bust of a quarterback. And you pay all that money to Mike Glennon. And, like, I, I don't see it. I don't see it working. Okay, so I watched uh, I watched the draft with my good friend. So, who probably, you know, like, he's one of my great friends. But the thing is, with this, it was like, why? Like, my jaw dropped. Like, I was, I'm trying to teach him how the NFL draft works. And I'm like, okay, so they're going to pick the best players of positions and do things. And then the Bears did the stupidest move of all time. And I'm like, what? <laughs> No, like, I am sorry. Mitch Trubisky is not the answer for Chicago. Like, you, Jake Hutler would have succeeded in Chicago if you would have built an O-line. But you didn't do it for, like, numerous years. It, it's so infuriating. And you blamed it all. Oh, it's all Jake Hutler's fault. Now, you, you gave Mike Lennon all that money. And Mike Lennon, who I actually like, I don't know. Do you like him, Def? Uh, hold on, guys. I got to take care of something. Okay, meanwhile, he's being, uh, he's fighting a dinosaur. It's hardcore. Yeah, he's handling his business. Yeah, he's handling business. Uh, well, you know, it's hard well, to fight. yeah, he's too. handling his business, but tell us more about what happened between you and your good friend during this, uh, NFL draft spectacle. Come on, this was getting interesting. Okay, so, yeah, me and my boy, we were watching the draft, and, like, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to teach him football. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, Thank God I wasn't with my girlfriend at the time, but like, no. So we were watching it, and I'm like, oh man, like, okay. So the Browns got their first pick, and I'm like, yes, we got the guy we wanted. All right. And then all of a sudden there was a trade for the Bears. I'm like, man, they really want that, like, linebacker because that would help solidify the Bears' defense because it's been lacking. No, they go all in for that quarterback. My jaw dropped. (laughs) Let, Let me guess, let me guess. Mitch? Yeah, Mitch Trubisky. Why? Why? What is it about this guy? You know, I've been hearing things left and right. I've been hearing, like, he could surprise you, and then I also hear, like, how he really sucks. And then it's like looking at his college tape, you're looking at this, it's like, where did he find these filler guys? You know what I mean? Where did he find them? I watched a lot of his college tapes. He's not good. He's just not. Oh, no, of course not. He kind of reminds me of Okafer. Exactly. I'm just saying, that's the perfect you know? example. That's actually the perfect example. He's the most average player ever. He should have been a fourth round pick. This is what he is. He is Jason Campbell. Uh, Jason Campbell 2.0. That's all he is. There's no other way to describe it. I mean, seriously. I, I'm sorry. I had a text Packer fan saying the Bears are a joke. I cannot believe they did this. I'm sorry, Mike Lennon is a better quarterback than he is. I saw what he does in the pocket. You know how they had his draft profile, right? And you know how they try to make the draft profile sound good for everybody and they fail because there's a lot of lies? They try to say that he was good in the pocket and that he has potential to be that pocket quarterback we're all thinking of. And he can do a good job on the read options. But if you take a good look at his uh, film... But he's like he's like a statue, but he doesn't make any throws. 
I don't know. I, I, I will say that. They, 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 they try to say that he can. He actually is good in the clutch, is what they're trying to say. But, you know, I, I just don't see it. And I damn sure don't see it for the Bears. You know, it kind of annoys me considering that the Bears are, are a strong legacy team. You know what I mean? They've been there during the golden age of NFL. And how the mighty the have Bears. fallen. We both have soft spot for the Bears. We, we hope eventually they can be dominant again. I mean, at uh, least. They they play on real grass, for goodness sakes. <laughs> yeah. It, it's but, like... Why didn't you just let Glennon have like a year or two before you drafted a quarterback with the number two pick? Oh god, Glennon is like probably pissed. I, if I was Mike Glennon, I'd be like, trade me right now. Oh, very, yeah. Be looking for a yeah. home to go to because that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I know somebody has to take the fall. You know that usually happens in the draft. Somebody has to take the fall. But why on earth did it have to be the Bears for an upteen time? The thing is, I know the 49ers, they weren't, they weren't going to draft him anyways. No. The 49ers and the Browns knew what was going on with this guy. This guy screams bust. And technically, you you know, those two teams, and I was going to say your team because you are a Browns fan, but you, you two won the draft. You know what I mean? You guys yeah, are pretty much t- the winners t- of we- the draft. Although I'm not going to be honest, I'm going to be honest here. Like Hugh Jackson wants his own team, and honestly, uh, this draft was actually pretty shockingly brilliant for the Browns. To be honest with you, like um, I really like a lot of the picks that they did. Mm-hmm. Got some set so pieces I was, there. I'll tell you that. So I was watching first take, and people are like, "Oh, all these other teams? No, no. The Browns won the draft without question." Sadly, oh, yeah. came off the Texans' expense, which, by the way, so let's go on with this. Dev will someday come back. He's still fist-fighting with the dinosaur. Yeah, he's still handling something very important right now. He'll be back. But Dude, Did you ever expect a T-Rex with boxing gloves? I never expected that. But he came after Dev. Um, be, wait, 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 wait. You mean um, Alex from Tekken is here? Ah, uh, typical. Anything happens in a J360 show. Well... That wraps up this episode of the Cyclone for now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, apparently, we're running out of time. We're going to cover the NFL draft next episode. But meanwhile, I will say this. As of the time of this recording, Boston has won the second game. So, stranger things have happened. Maybe Washington could rebound, but the odds are against them at this point. But we still have a lot more basketball to cover. And you never know. History can change at any time. But I still am going to try to hold out for maybe a Washington Rockets game. As long as I got the Rockets in there, and as long as it's not a repeat of the last few years of the finals, things will be fine. But outside of that, though, I'm glad for those of you at the J360 Legion that tuned in and listened to us live and are listening to us right now. Feel free to download, rate, and subscribe. I mean, as this is syndicated, it's syndicated just like the J-Man Show is, which is going to happen tomorrow at 7 p.m. So I want all of you to take it easy. Come on back in Friday for episode three of the Cyclone, and you got something to enjoy. So on behalf of the Cyclone crew, this is J360 Productions signing off. <laughs>